<laughs> what are we missing? <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about how it's so interesting. You can spend years, like years and years and years from the very, very beginning with a child instilling into them good good example, good behaviors, good lessons, good thoughts, good teachings, and you see it. And, and not only are you teaching them, like it's being modeled for them. And I have firsthand seen it, how a child will just start in, enveloping those, those qualities so naturally. And it's just, you can just feel from them. They're just light and they're so sweet. And I've seen like them go to a playground and so happens, there's always one that's, you know, saying, get away from me and I don't like you. And you see them, like you see them get affected. It's almost just like, like an unseen, seen thing where all of a sudden, like they get a speck of darkness on them and they're like, you know, filled with light. And you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we can just dust it off. Maybe we'll be good. And so I try to damage control and I'll say, hey, you know, um, that wasn't very nice. What are some ways that we can... Um, speak to that person next time. What can we do for that person? We'll say, well, maybe we can pray for them and, you know, other ways that, that, um, that we can find understanding, hoping, okay, you know, that maybe there's no damage been done. <laughs> but then sure enough, three, four, five weeks later, <laughs> I'm hearing that same thing come out of their mouth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm trying to understand. And, you know, everybody's kind of heard this, this whole thing where it's true. You know, one bad apple definitely does spoil the bunch. But I'm wondering when you are um, a parent or a caregiver um, who is instilling Christian uh, values, and let me even rephrase that, the values written in God's word um, on your children, like literally covering them with all of that truth and that they are filled with light. I'm trying to figure out why is it that they go into a place of darkness and just so easily that light is overtaken because in physics, that's impossible. So I'm trying to understand why is it, why is it that that this is happening so easily to the children that are equipped and what are we missing it's almost like we're building something but it's, it's either not complete or not founded correctly or missing some key element where it's just easily you know easily torn down i mean i don't really understand it kind of frustrated by it a little less so now that I'm kind of um recording and podcasting it but before the recording button got hit I was like what are we missing because <laughs> it really I mean yeah it's supposed to be a battle but the word says that that in in light there is no darkness and there's no way darkness can even get in because there is light and Jesus is light and I know we have covered for example our children in that truth since even before they got here before they were even we even knew they were going to, to be in the world. It was always just this prayer over any children. And I just wonder, you know, and for a while there, I saw it. I saw the fruit of all of that. But like, there just became a point where it was almost like it didn't matter. And so I've been spending the last three plus years trying to understand these dynamics, knowing that, that God is definitely at work and wants to, us to understand how important it is that we guard for our children because not everybody takes the path that I took. Um, and I, I know when I was um, in, a, in a mom's group and leading one, um, oftentimes I would hear a lot about the different kinds of struggles. And some of the similar ones are the sleep issue. Like nowadays, children just don't sleep. <laughs> I don't understand that one either. Um, and so I guess the question is, is what are we missing? <laughs> um, I'm still kind of waiting for an answer to that. Um, but I do know it can be very encouraging to hear that we all are still kind of trying to figure out the same struggles and, and we all, you know, want our children 
to become equipped adults one day, able to equip their own children in the world and whomever else they're supposed to go to and have what they need. I feel like so many of us um, as adults came into adults at a defi- as a deficit or at a deficit, um, having to spend a lot of our, our youth um, rebuilding or being rebuilt or having a whole new building. <laughs> Um, essentially, from whatever happened to us in our childhood. And, you know, the thought had crossed my mind is what would it look like if a child got to come into an adulthood like at a surplus, not at a deficit? They don't have to spend their late teens and early 20s having to fix um, anything, but actually ready to build and help fix other things. So that's not, you know, something that you see very often. I have not. Um, scene. And it just goes to show how much of the attacks that are on our children, even from conception, and how much it goes unchecked and unchallenged. I mean, it's almost like if you were to think about um, a battle, right? And, you know, you have both sides within a struggle. And usually, you know, each side has their plan. Each side comes against um, each other. They have um, their territory. They guard their territory with plans to take more territory. And it feels like when it comes to children that one side is only the only one doing the fighting and the other side is acting like they're on vacation. I mean, how often do we, we go into to lives with, with children, whether we're caregiving or temporarily helping or whatever that looks like, and we're on, on the offense? Like, how often is it that we only go into action when there's already a problem? And most of the times... Um, the problem is only just the symptoms now starting to show, but the problem probably started years before you started seeing the symptoms. And it's interesting because we start worrying about the symptoms. We start attacking ourselves as caregivers. We start looking at the current situation. But just like with most anything, there was a seed planted a long time ago that just got un- was unchecked. And so because of the amount of time that passed, it's hard to even go back and know where it even started, unless you have spiritual help, to be honest with you. So... I'm still trying to figure out what are we missing? (laughs) What I can say, though, uh, for any of you feeling the same thing is, one, you're not alone. Two, it's never too late. As long as you're here and you've got breath in your body, the next moment can be a moment that you try things differently and so on and so forth. And you keep trying and keep trying until you find something that works. And the other good news with that is that you don't have to try alone. Uh, Not only do we have the people around us, but God is always there for us to have conversation with him. And the cool thing is, is that he created all of us. So with your child, he created that child with all the plans and all of the things that he would plan for that person long ago, as well as yourself. And so why not go to the maker <laughs> and ask him, you know, what are we missing? Which is what I'm doing as well. So hopefully I will have a, <laughs> a follow-up with this with some answers soon. Um, but, you know, go and ask the maker, you know, what are, what are we missing? You know, each particular child is very different with his, his or her own plan and design and giftings and things that are under attack. And so getting together as well as getting with God and figuring out, you know, what, what can we do going forward and not spending so, and this is something I struggled with, spending so much time looking behind you. And I have like looked behind myself and went like, where did I go wrong? We were doing so well and somewhere we derailed and I'm trying to figure out what happened. And that's kind of a hard place to be in because guess what? As long as I'm looking behind me, I am not looking ahead of me and just, you know, continuing to stay stuck in a place where I can't even really do anything about it. So as I have even currently still been struggling with that, learning and asking for help from God and how to look forward and how to move forward and how to let go of 
wherever it derailed and instead figure out what do I need to know so that I can move forward with greater strength. Because the cool thing is, just like with Job, and everybody knows that story, so if you're feeling like you're struggling, go and read Job. Um, and it's a hard read, but if you're willing to read it in a way with new and fresh eyes, allowing God to give you your own personal answer and reasons and understanding of it, you will be surprised what you will find there. And with Job, I think it's always best to start with like the last like the last verse, like, and God restored Job before you go through the, the first parts of it, because that's, it can be pretty rough. Um, but knowing that with all that Job went through, um, that he was restored is great. And, um, and if you are wondering what you're hearing in the background, I have littles and dogs and everything moving around. So it is an ongoing process, um, even to, to, to get out a podcast. Um, it's, it, it is what life is, is there's always little life going around us and everything. So, <laughs> so and wondering this question while, while still parenting actively and doing a podcast. So, so no, you are not alone. And um, there's so many things out there that, that God does have for us to keep us going each moment when we do feel, like, just feel discouraged and feel like we're struggling or not doing a good job. Um, but we do not have to do it by ourselves. We are essentially literally caregivers of, of children. You know, they belong to God as, as, just as we do and, and you know, look to him to figure out you know, what, what it is we need to do to move forward and to be encouraged and to find that joy, even though it can be very difficult sometimes when your nights are sleepless and your children aren't eating well. That's another attack, children who have trouble eating. And you know what's interesting? These are such important parts in their development. Eating and sleeping um, is also connected to behavior. So of course it would be under attack. And, and growth and all of that. So um, as I say this internally, I am praying for each and every one of you and what you're going through. And that just even hearing this, you just feel internally a surge of joy and energy and hopefulness, knowing that God is moving on your behalf. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've learned to do is sometimes when you feel excited, don't worry about where it's coming from or what it is. You know, just appreciate those releases of endorphins or whatever they are, because that is a gift, you know, because a lot of times I'll feel that. I'm not feeling very happy, but all of a sudden I'll feel happy. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to know where it came from. It doesn't have to make sense. I'm just glad I don't feel as junky as I did before. So um, encouraging you from afar, appreciate what you are doing and just keep it up because we are in a struggle and a battle, but we are not at it alone. And um, it's definitely good to reach out and reach up um, in all that we do. So uh, reach out if you need anything, whether to me or to someone that God brings to mind. You never know who you'll encourage just by asking for encouragement. So um, there's where I sign off. And remember, everyone, opt out. And you are extraordinary. Your children are extraordinary. Your family is extraordinary. We are all extraordinary, created for a beautiful purpose. Talk to you soon.